This is CliffCentral.com. What do you got for us this morning, Rich? All right, so we've got a backstory, first of all. So I was in, I, I mentioned I was in Glasgow a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Sitting on the bus, two things happened. First of all, uh, absolute 100% true story. Guy came on with Tourette's. And he started swearing at everybody. Uh, and it was really awkward. How does that happen? He literally said... You caught, he caught Tourette's. Oh, no, no. He came... He arrived with Tourette's. Obviously, this dude's sitting there. And he gets wheeled on by his mum and his sister. Uh-huh. And he just sits there. And every time anyone walks past, he says, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. But it's what they say. Fuck you. Like this the whole time. And nobody knew what to do. So everyone just smiles at him. And as soon as it happened, because he's smiling at you saying it. And you just say, Morning. <laughs> and you walk past. The weird thing wasn't that he was swearing, is that it was a little bit of a spitter as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that, that wasn't so good. But anyway, uh, so here's the thing. So later on in the bus ride, this guy gets off. Uh, we're riding along, and this guy sitting uh, on the road behind me is having a conversation on the cell phone, a wee bit loud. And it was pissing me off. This idea that this guy is just having this public telephone conversation mm-hmm. and everybody has to listen to it so i was very irritated about this thing later on uh, well about two days later i was on a train and there's actually a quiet car in the trains in uk you can get in the quiet car which is not really be quiet it's more just don't talk on your phone and i'm sitting there it's one of those booths where you just a row faces another row on a train mm-hmm. if you can imagine that with a table in between and i'm sitting there next to the window and this couple is sitting in front of me and they're having a conversation i was reading my book and all of a sudden this guy gets on his phone rings he takes it out and he has a quiet under the breath conversation like not too loud he's sitting there and he's t- chatting away and the dude um who's chatting to his wife turns around leans over taps the guy and points to the sign this guy on the phone apologizes gets up and walks away so here's what struck me as odd, because I understand, like, I don't know where you are on phone etiquette, sitting in a coffee shop hearing somebody's phone conversation, if it bothers oh, you or not. I had a guy the other day in a restaurant sitting at a table just two from me with a speakerphone on, so that you, you not only had to no. hear him, but you had to hear the replies from the idiot on the other side as well. So funnily enough, this becomes part of what I find. So I was, I was sitting there and I was thinking, why does this irritate me so much? Right? Because mm. I was irritated with this guy on the phone who was on the phone next to me. And yet I wasn't irritated by the two people in front of me having a conversation at the exactly the same audible level. Right? So we don't actually mind people talking. We just no. mind people talking on their cell phone. And although we always talk about them being loud, sometimes they're not necess- necessarily being loud. We're just more aware of them. So I go onto the internet the other day and I decide to have a look into what this is. Studies have been done in this thing. Turns out that the reason we don't... Okay, so first of all, um, only apparently 5% of uh, people in a study done in the US think it's acceptable to use your phones in a quiet public place. Uh, I know. don't even like if if, um, if I'm sitting having a conversation with someone in a meeting and they say, um, I'll take this call, that they take it in the room. They must get up and take oh, yeah, it yeah, outside of the I don't ever make a call. And it's not because I've got secrets or anything. I don't make calls in front of other people. Well, it's like blowing your nose. It's right. Like, it's just like, even though you just stood up. I actually had a guy come over to us yesterday, an English guy. We were playing some games. And he wanted to blow his nose. And he just stood up and turned about one foot away. Now, everyone could still hear it. But it was just the some sort of etiquette around. And I think the phone is the same thing. Mm. It's okay if you don't have to walk halfway down the corridor. But make some degree of effort as if to say. Because otherwise, by leaving that, people can carry on. But if you're just sitting at the table having your conversation, everybody else must stop and listen. And in fact, this is what this study um, kind of showed. Oh, by the way, my worst guy is the deal maker, the guy who sits next to you in the plane before you take off and like buys big. Oh, guys, you know, fuck it, I don't get out of bed for more than a million dollars a morning. Oh, <laughs> listen, prick, tell Michael man. Jackson, I'll phone him back later. <laughs> you know, and I always sit and think, shame, shame, man. Are you, what are you trying to prove? Just give us a give us a bio when you sit down and let us know your credentials. You you don't need to go through this rigmarole. Shame. He's probably talking to nobody. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so here's the thing. So why does this irritate me? Well, it turns out your brain doesn't like hearing half a conversation. It's actually, there's a term for it. It's called a half a log. Uh, and the idea is that we have an itch that we can't scratch. So if the two of you are sitting listening, we can listen in. And we can enjoy the conversation. But if you're having a conversation by yourself on the phone, I have to try and figure out what the other person's saying. And apparently this is hugely frustrating to our brains. Uh, we often use it in presentation training. We call it gap theory. If you can create a gap in somebody's brain and create an itch, later on in the presentation you can scratch it for them. Then they're very thankful for you because they want that gap filled. Right? Whereas um, – and this is what happens on the cell phone. This guy's saying, oh, my God, what did she say? <gasps> And you're thinking, what did she say? I mean, can I stop and ask? I'm, is she, is I'm she invested. All right? yeah, I'm right, invested. Right. So, so they did these two studies. The first was um, where the people were asked um, to uh, uh, concentrate on this cognitive task. You know, one of these click on the X and the O type things. And what they did in one example, they had people sitting in silence. In a second example, they had people sitting with another couple next to them having a conversation. In both of those instances, people were able to block it out effectively and actually perform at exactly the same level. So complete silence or a standard conversation however when they put one person next to them talking on a cell phone and obviously these guys were just as if they were not meant to be there they just kind of happened in the background Mm -hmm. their results dropped significantly because then they had to give cognitive demand and ability yeah in order to actually listen to not try to figure out because you're trying to figure out what the other half of the conversation is right in a second study um uh uh, people on public transport had better recall of phone conversations than they did of actual conversations, even when they were trying to ignore both. So they put people on the bus, they sat them down, they said, we want you to be in your own thoughts, think about these things. And later on, they asked them conversations, uh, questions about what they recalled. And what they actually recalled was a lot more data about the person on one phone, because uh, uh, it gives you this kind of sense of, shit, I want to know what's happening. So... Um, I always try to think of something that I could do to try and make this better. So here's my new my new take on life. And it's not an ideal thing, but it's kind of a bit of a, well, uh, know your enemy. So if you can't stop yourself from being irritated by listening to somebody else's conversation, mm-hmm. my new rule is try and mouth the other part. Be the other guy. Oh, my God, what did she say? Well, she said, I think I think you have. And make up the conversation yourself. And you'll actually sit there giggling to yourself. If you have actual courage, just reply to the guy. So what did she say? Oh, no, she said that she was – what? No, no, she said – oh, I'm not telling you. that what? person ends up having a three-way three-way conversation. conversation we all know. Yeah. No one says no to a three-way. Jasmine, if you're listening, I, I would totally say no to a three-way. <laughs> just got to be careful. All right, so now we know how to deal with yeah, people. So, so that's the thing. So it turns out the people on phones aren't as irritating as we think. It's more just that we don't like hearing half a conversation. And that's it. Excellent. Have a great week, guys. I'm going to be listening in on this. I think this is a fascinating conversation. Yeah, sure. Well, you see what we we did there? We incorporated you into our conversation, and now you've incorporated us into yours. Yes, absolutely. I now feel we're all connected. It's beautiful. (laughs) There's no frustration. We now have a connection in our genealogy. All right, I've got a last genealogy story. Yeah. Very last one. It's actually not. So my dad used to work with a guy, Gordon Mulholland. And um, uh, they used to. Famous actor, right? Yeah, yeah. And so people often thought they were related and they had similar features and things like this. Anyway, so, oh, shit, now I'm trying to wonder if I've ever told you the story before. Because it's a bit of a favorite of mine. But I was sitting there and I was going for the snip. And uh, the the doctor, the urologist, had to do this test. And I don't know if you know, when they do the test, they actually, yeah, I was, he asked me all these questions and what are you doing? Why are you going for the snip? And I, I tell him, he said, okay, let's do a bit of an examination. Now, I wasn't expecting this. But so I go into the room and he says, drop your pants. So now you can drop your hands. And all of a sudden, he's got... Um, my bowels in his hands you see i know, I know you're wondering what wow <laughs> so uh so he's sitting there and he's holding on to my your boxes. balls so he starts squeezing them turns out you know when you get um 
kicked in the watsits, uh, and you got that pain. It turns out you're not actually sore because you've been kicked in the in the in the ghoulies. It's actually the vein. Because what this guy would do is he would squeeze the vein to see how my veins are, and every time he did it, I made like an involuntary bagpipe noise, like, <laughs> and not just because you're Scottish. <laughs> I had, I, yeah, right. So this is like, but anyway, it was really amazing. I think like he'd, if he'd pushed enough, he could have got me to play Scotland the Brave. Anyway. <laughs> All of a sudden, at this moment, at this very moment, uh, the news comes on and it says, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that is actually the sound I made. <laughs> that's, that's Rich just yeah. having his well, balls I thought that was supposed to be my opening uh, music. Uh, uh, it only I happened once. About that, yeah. <laughs> so so um, all of a sudden, though, on the radio comes up this thing that says, um, and welcome to the news. Um, acclaimed actor Gordon Mulholland has been found dead in his house at such and such. And this guy is holding my balls, looks at me. As if I've just discovered that my father has died on the radio. Oh, shit. And I thought, thank goodness it's not. I had to like really, really say to him, listen, buddy, uh, there's not my dad. No relation. My dad and him had actually checked. There's like distant cousins. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is have an old man who's holding your balls try to give you symph- uh, sympathy. Like, oh, shame. Oh, shame. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Stroke Give you a gentle little rub. Jesus. In retrospect, I almost switched back, went back and said, oh, no, that is, that's my uncle. <laughs> just to see what would have happened. Anyway, that's that, guys. I'll leave you with that nice story. All right, that's Cheers, beautiful. have a great week. <laughs> hey, by the way, you've got your Heavy Chef's talk on. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow I, I, evening. Are there still tickets available for this? I know. People- I was quite happy. They sold out within uh, 24 hours. I was quite stoked about that. Wow. Well, sold out. They were free. So, yeah. Well, but it's, yeah. a, it's a quite a thing to go to. I mean, it is, I've, yeah. I've Fred you. does a proper, proper... Uh, uh, Event. It's really one of my favorites to go to. If you don't know about this, heavychefs.co.za, uh, Rich will be giving a, a talk, which is always, I mean, just chock full of people, and uh, I'm sure it will blow everyone away. We'll talk about it next week. Right, man. Looking forward to it. Great. Thank Cheers. you, Rich. Bye. Rich Mulholland, everybody, with the wake-up call for this morning. This is cliffcentral.com.